The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. And today's date is t- December 7th, 2023. And uh, if you want to give me a call, we have wide open lines, 877-207-2276. We're also broadcasting on Clubhouse. You can just go in there and look for Matt Slick Live. We're also on Rumble, and you can just type in Matt Slick Live. And, uh, or you go to rumble.com forward slash Matt Slick Live, all one word. And we're also on um, on YouTube. Is that Matt Slick Live also? Or is that the, what, is, what is that, the Carmel one? I think it's Matt Slick Live uh videos i'm not sure they'll tell me in the text i'll tell i'll correct it and so you know people can watch and participate and um it's a nice chat uh time that happens and then we do an after show so if you're interested youtube is uh you yeah forward slash matt's look live thanks already and so um if uh you know if you want to participate uh, in the after show you can call in i mean you can participate in the video air aspect of it and people come in and and uh, they ask me questions. We usually stay for about a half hour after the radio show, doing a little just kind of talk and other questions people have. So there you go. Also, just want to let you know that we're doing a matching uh, matching funds end of year drive, end of year matching funds drive. And so, uh, uh, if you donate ten dollars to us, it becomes twenty. And so, whatever you donate will be doubled. If you sign up for a recurring donation, like five dollars a month. Then the total will be calculated, which would be five times uh, twelve is sixty, and so therefore there will be an additional sixty dollars just added in. And so that's how it works. And if you want, uh, you want to mail us a check, you can do that. The address, the PO box, is at the bottom of every page on CARM. And whatever you, uh, you know, wherever you sign in, whatever you del- um, donate uh, via check, will also. Uh, also be doubled that's just how it works we do this each year and praise god we have somebody who supports us in that and it is very helpful if you want to give me a call you can 877-207-2276 and if you want to email me you can do that uh, just uh, email me at info at carm.org uh, info uh, at carm.org and um, you can just type in the uh, subject uh, let's see, radio question or radio comment or something like that. All right, having said all of that, we've got nobody waiting. So, get this. Christmas time. And um, so my wife and I, we have three daughters. And you guys out there who've got kids know how different your kids can be. And, man, uh, they are just so radically different. Uh, and it's just amazing. Same parents. But, man, they're just different. Well, at any rate, it's hard to buy gifts for them. And... They kind of like different things, and we know of a store in downtown Boise that has a lot of different stuff in it. So my wife and I went there yesterday and uh, spent uh, spent a good time uh, about there. She, you know, she, she's she, you know, she managed, and uh, we got stuff. Uh, but there was a section of the store that was new agey, and. I was delighted. <laughs> so, 
by some of the stuff. And I'm going to read some of the things and the sayings they had. And what I did, I took pictures of it. And, uh, and, and, and so what I'm going to do is actually show some of these on the, um, on the camera. For the radio, you can't see, but if you're in the various rooms, you can. And here's just an interesting book title, The Book of Pendulum Healing. Pendulum healing. Wow. Uh, charting your healing course of mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, when I read stuff like this, I'm, I just start smiling because I'm like, yeah, that is awesome. It is awesome heresy. It just, it's dumb. You know, yeah, you have a pendulum and then it swings and you ask questions in the ethereal presence and then it gives you a yes or a no and that's how you get healing directions. See, that's how it happens. And so uh, I, I love that kind of stuff because it's ridiculous. All right, it is. I'm sorry, but it is. And then uh, there's these, uh, there were these, these, uh, there's a big, like a tapestry, right? And it had a bunch of uh, of um, patches sewn onto this pat, this tapestry, this thing. You know, it's about a foot and a half wide or so, foot wide, and you know, six feet long. It has all these little sayings embroidered in the wooden patches. So I took pictures of them so that I could talk about them on the radio. All right, now you can tell. I get excited about stuff like this. I love stuff like this. Now, I'm sad that they believe it and that people are going to hell. And I, and that, that's not what makes me happy at all. I don't want that. But I'm just put together a little bit differently. And uh, amen to that, as a lot of people say. And um, uh, so, uh, so I, I really enjoy, how do I say this, dumbness in, in religion. Uh, just things that just they're ridiculous here's one okay the third chakra or the third eye chakra my mind is open to new vision I expand my awareness through my higher self now to me that is a delightfully lame statement my mind is open to new vision really what is new vision seeing things differently I expand my awareness what does that mean to expand my awareness, you know. So now, I know I use glasses that don't give me just 180 degrees vision. They give me this peripheral stuff. So now it's like 300 degrees vision. That's how I expand my awareness. No, 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 no. What it means is through my higher self. What's a higher self? And how do you know it's higher? And what is a higher self? And what they define higher self is, and this is New Age stuff. What they define higher stuff is is whatever I come in contact with in the ethereal plane that helps me understand the chakra balancing energy fields. And then you'll ask them, well, what's that? Uh, I don't know, but I like it. That's how it works with them, okay? There's, there's nothing to it. There's, there's nothing there. There's no substance. All right, what it is, what it is is, is uh, you can make something up. I could do this. I, I could do this. I could take a bunch of words like, third and eye and chakra mind open new vision expand awareness higher self uh, truth honor universe echo you could put all these things in there throw in some verbs and some adjectives and things like that and then pull them out in a in an order try and make them make sense into a sentence and you could then you go hey, that sounds good yeah the third harmonic uh, blue vibrational sequence uh, gets me in tune with my my higher chakra self put that on an embroider you can sell it you can make money because people walk around they look and they go oh yeah I like that what does it mean I don't know 
They don't know. They, it just means whatever they want it to mean. It's just ridiculous. Here's one. This is the throat chakra. I am aligned with my highest truth. Now, there's more. What is your highest truth? First of all, what is truth? And what does it mean to have a higher truth? No, so you believe in high truth, right? No, I, I believe I believe in, in, in low truth. I, I like low truth. Truth low, good, good. I like low truth. What do you like? No, I like high truth. So what is this stuff? The highest truth. You take a tape measure, a celestial tape measure, and you measure it up, you know? And it goes on. And communicate. Okay, wait, I read the context. I'm aligned with my highest truth and communicate this with love and honor. Wow. My words echo softly within the universe. Man. My words echo in the universe. The universe is like 90 billion light years across. And my words echo in the universe. Well, you know, to echo means it comes back to you. There's a, a, a wall or something like that, you know. So, it's just, to me, it's ridiculous. You know, it's, uh, it's just, oh, it's just dumb. These things are meaningless statements. Okay, my words echo softly within the universe. What the heck does that mean? It's like, you know, some monkeys on a three-day tequila binge started typing stuff out on a typewriter. And then this is what they came out with, okay? Man, here's another one. The heart chakra. My heart is open to receive the energy of love. What is the energy of love? Besides a New Age song. What's the energy of love? You know, if I love my wife, it's not an energy. You know, hold on, hon. Hold on. I'm going to face my chest towards you. You ready? we got six feet between us. Here. You feel the energy of my love? You know, what is that? It's ridiculous. The energy of love. Uh, I radiate this essence. Oh, man. I radiate the energy of love. Do I need a Geiger counter? Uh, you radiate it, really? Is that from your chakra aura balancing sequence from the ethereal plane? Oh, I walk my path with ease and grace. Oh, man. There's nonsense sentences. They're nonsense. Oh, man, let's go to another one. Solar plexus. <laughs> Solar plexus chakra. Now, just so you know, in, in New Age philosophy, a chakra is an energy focusing point in your body. All right. Anyway, so it goes on. My will and divine will are one. Now that, you know, if I was at a New Age seminar and somehow they said, are there any critics in the audience? I raised my hand. Uh, can you come up to the mic and ask questions? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, you know, I get my phone and I read this. My will and the divine will are one. Okay, so what's the divine will? Well, it's the will that's divine. <laughs> Thank you. That's very good. Well, what is the divine will? It's the will that is in all of us. All right. And what is the divine will? Well, it's the divine will in all of us everywhere all the time because we don't know what it means. So I'm just saying stuff. That's what it would be. Okay, and that they're one, they're one and the same. So that means they're claiming divinity for themselves. My will and the will of the divine are one and the same. 
the arrogance of this foolishness. Wow, that's amazing. I am connected to the abundant flow of the universe and easily manifest my dreams. This is like pantheism. You see, um, pantheism is the, the view that God and the universe are one and the same thing, and that we're part of the universe, so therefore we're divine in our essence and our nature. So therefore we can have divine thoughts and divine energy flow. And um, so uh, I am connected to the abundant flow of the universe and easily manifest my dreams. I bet you these guys who are saying this, I wouldn't be surprised if there's atheists writing these things. I could see a bunch of atheists, you know, at a bar. Hey, Bob, you know. I got some ideas on make some money. We make up new age sayings and we sell them as embroidered things in new age stores. Hey, that sounds good, buddy. Let's do it. Okay, let's make up some stuff. First, another beer. Okay, let's go. I got one. Ethereal Universal Chakra Energy Balancing Through Meditative Toenails. That works. You know, and they just embroider it on. They take it to some new age place. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sell them. That's, a, that's probably what's going on there. All right. Oh, man. Okay, now hold on. Sacral chakra. I love, oh my goodness. You know, you have to be a professional like me to do this because these are so nonsensical and to try and make sense of them. If you're not mentally trained, you could hurt yourself. You, I can see somebody walking by a store reading these things and they go, <laughs> And then I can't think now what's wrong. You read one and your brain tried to figure it out and it didn't work. And the uh, corpus callosum vaporized. Gone. Hey, I'll read some more when we get back. Oh, my goodness. So much heresy. So little time. Hey, we'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome to, welcome back to the show. I'm having fun. I'm going to do one more of these things on the last list. No, I got another one down there, and then we'll get to the caller. Um, so I want, I want to finish up the sacral chakra uh, thing of the New Age stuff. And I love these state sentences, you know. I mean, they're, they're just weird. I love all dimensions of myself. And when I think about that, I love all dimensions of myself. It makes me wonder, is the dimension of your brain different than the dimension of the rest of your body? Because they're in different dimensions. They're not working right. And if you think about it, what if the dimensions of your body are in different places or different organs are in different dimensions? The dimension of the stomach and the dimension of the brain. You know, I love all dimensions of myself. Well, what if? Let's just think about this. What if you have a dimension of the stomach that's not in harmony with the dimension of your brain and you eat spaghetti? Then spaghetti's in there and spaghetti's kind of going to limp and that dimension's not really working. And then you have some soda. Well, soda and spaghetti don't get along in that dimension. And then all of a sudden, you eat a candy bar. Well, they're not going to get along. And then the stomach's going to say, all right, everybody out, get out of here, because it's the wrong dimension. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't match with the, the brain or with the feet. I love all dimensions of myself. Now, maybe they're talking about mental dimensions. Well, what would be a mental dimension? You know, sometimes I think right, sometimes I think wrong. Sometimes I'm over here in the fourth dimension when my time reference essence doesn't comport with what I'm thinking and saying. That's why we have sentences like, I love all dimensions of myself. 
does they do they mean oh i'm happy am i sad those are dimensions they're not dimensions anyway i delight in weaving the creative tapestry that is my life that's a fortune cookie uh saying i delight in weaving the creative tapestry that is my life yeah well i'll tell you there are a lot of snags in that tapestry all right yeah, fun let's get to ryan from pennsylvania ryan welcome you're on the air man Hello, Matt. Thank you for taking my call. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing some uh, research about uh, presuppositional apologetics, and mm-hmm. um, I have some things written down that, here about what the uh, the claims of presuppositional apologetics is. And I would like to I would like to run them by you if you don't mind. And not only am I um, uh, have I accurately penned down what the claims are, but I'd also like to know if I'm wording these things as a presuppositional apologist would word them, because I would like to get the language exact. Uh, would you mind okay. if I ran through these? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Claim number one, that presuppositional apologetics is a rational or logical defense of Christianity. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. true? Okay. Yeah. That all worldviews, except the Christian worldview, fail to account for the laws of logic. The Christian worldview is the only worldview that provides the basis for all logical and rational thought. Yeah, I would say that's true, too. Okay. Uh, number three, that non-Christians must borrow from the Christian worldview to use logic, science, or any intellectual endeavor. Thus, any rational or logical critique of the Christian worldview is a proof that the Christian worldview is true. Yeah, a lot of people like that, that approach. Yeah. Okay, is that worded uh, the, way I'm, uh, the way it should be worded? Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Biblical Trinitarian theism is the only worldview that can make consistent sense of reality. Yep, I, I said that last night in a chat room. Uh huh. Okay. Yep, okay. Uh, that biblical Christianity, the Christian worldview, presents the only preconditions for epistemology. The only uh, ultimate uh, preconditions, because there can be preconditions that people have, but they can't justify the preconditions. So people can have preconditions that aren't justified that then provide an epistemological basis. But justification mm-hmm. of their epistemological presuppositions are the things. That's what presuppositions are. Okay, I'll reword that one. Yeah. I'll reword I'll re- that one then. <clears throat> Christian worldview conforms to a transcendent reality. Yeah. Uh-huh. The reality of okay. God's essence and nature and danger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That the primacy of the Christian worldview is proven by the impossibility of the contrary, which is something I got from Bonson as well as from Van Til. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. Um, that is, without presupposing the Christian worldview, there is no possibility to prove anything. Uh, when we say proof, you know what grounding theory is, right? Justified true belief? Sure. Okay, sure. so, yeah, without you can't ground anything without ultimately without Trinitarianism. That's the view. Okay, so, so is that an accurate way of describing it, or should I change the language on that? Say it again. That is, without presupposing the Christian worldview, there is no possibility to prove anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I like to say there's no uh, possibility of ultimately grounding any facts. And truth okay. values. I would say something like that, you know. Ultimately. Okay. That, that the laws of logic are unchanging, universal, and transcendent? That's an assumption we have, yep. Okay. Um, and here's the last one that the ontology and epistemology of religious truths 
are the same ontology and epistemology as scientific truths? Uh, I would not say so. Because scientific truths are based on materialistic presuppositions, which are philosophical in the scientific method. But the um, the uh, Christian worldview is, is, is not philosophical. It's uh, presumptive in the revelation of God. So philosophy and science is a revelation of man in the method methodology of approach of induction deduction experimentation mm -hmm. hypothesis theorizing where uh, i would say with uh, the presuppositional issue of the it's trinitarianism is by revelation and not by deduction okay deduction. so it would be um accurate to say that it is not the case that the ontology and epistemology of religious truth is not the same ontology and epistemology of scientific truths to say it's not the same that it's not is double negative which means to say it is no hang on um is it is okay i my original thing i'm just saying are you negating this are you saying that the that the ontology and epistemology of religious truths is the same as ontology and epistemology of scientific truths that you would not embrace that no for one thing it says religious truth and say christian religious so well okay just, so, okay let's yeah. let's say the ontology and epistemology of christian truths is the same ontology and the epistemology of scientific truths would you reject that or accept that yeah, I I, w I wouldn't accept or reject because I don't know what it means really, you know, because it okay. needs to be unpacked. Um, yeah. What's unclear about it? Well, ontology and epistemology are related, but epistemology uh, deals with uh, knowable facts and stuff that are knowable within a certain context. But all all facts exist in a context which trace themselves back to an ultimate cause through a, a related causal chain. And so what's the ultimate standard or the ultimate beginning of that causal chain? Well, that applies well, to ontology. both science. Yeah, well, that's an ontological issue, but out of that we have an epistemologically one base because I, we can only know epistemologically out of the, the transcendental necessity of the laws of logic by which we can have identity and, and truth values. So they're related, okay. but am, there's differentiation to am it. Am I... Okay, so how uh, should I word this differently? Or, to that, um, or uh, how should I... Uh, approach this because it seems to me that you have said uh, uh, exactly what I, I got this from you and your discussions about uh, uh, ontology and epistemology and if I'm misrepresenting it uh, I'd like to know how I'm misrepresenting it well it depends on the context I was saying stuff but I would say that ontology and epistemology are related I, don't mm -hmm. know, I wouldn't know exactly to what point because that's really cause it's a statement it's a really good statement worth a lot of examination mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying uh -huh. Hey, we got a break, so hold on, man. we got a break. Okay, hold on. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. We have an open line if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show, bottom of the hour. I hope you're all having a good time listening, and let's get back to Ryan. Okay, go ahead. Where were we? Uh, um, that, that we were uh, talking about ontology and epistemology. Um, yeah. And um, like I said, I've, I've, I'm trying to be precise about exactly what the claims of presuppositional apologetics is. And so that's why I'm trying to press you a little bit as to exactly how you would word this, um, that it would make uh, make sense and be accurate representation of presuppositional uh, claims. 
So apparently the one that um, is a problem that the ontology and epistemology of Christian truths is the same ontology and epistemology of scientific truths. Is that something that uh, that is an accurate representation? Well, I would say the word same, that, that's what's problematic for me. They're the same. It means they're identical. But uh, what was the, you had, say it again, say it again. There's two words I want to get draw out of it. Say that again. Okay, rather than saying same, I'll say identical. That the ontology and epistemology of Christian truths is the identical ontology and epistemology of scientific truths. No, I wouldn't say that. No, because science is a philosophical approach to learning about materialism, the material world. It presupposes universals in order to do that. But the materialists themselves don't presuppose God. And so we do, and so they're not the same. They're not identical. They have different um, beginning points. Okay, so uh, that is one that you would not agree with? Yeah, yeah, I would not agree with that one. Okay, all right, so I'll I'll cross that one off. Um, I want to thank you for letting me run these past you, and um, uh, thank you for correcting me on these things, and uh, to to get the wording correctly. Um, uh, So, uh, again, thank you very much. Okay. Sure, anytime. Thanks. Take care. Okay. All right, thanks. You know, uh, I have my notes, folks, on presuppositionalism. Let me read a paragraph, which I need to perfect, but I'll read it to you because it's just in my notes. Presuppositionalism is the area of Christian thought that assumes the position that the Christian Trinitarian God and the truth of Scripture, it assumes them, okay, and then argues from that perspective. When you do that, everything makes sense. It is a position that the only way to make things uh, make sense of anything is to presuppose the Christian Trinitarian's existence. The Trinity is the one and the many, and as such, is the only way to ultimately ground all facts, reasoning, morals, and our existence as they relate to universals and particulars that we experience in the material world. I know it's a pretty heady sentence or paragraph. I'll work on that, but uh, that's uh, that's really what's going to going on anyway i love presuppositional apologetics so people tell me that it doesn't work and they say i don't like presuppositional apologetics i say why would you presuppose that waiting for the drum you know that and uh, most people don't get it yeah and uh i really think it's great but at any rate let's get uh let's get on the air with uh lex longest wait is jamal jamal welcome you're on the air buddy Hi, uh, Mr. Slick. Thank you for taking my call. Always a pleasure, sir. Sure. Um, actually, I uh, have two quick questions, possibly two quick questions I'd like to ask you. Um, one of them is, um, what is it to, to, to be a Calvinist? What, what does that mean? It means that you believe in the sovereignty of God and that in the Trinitarian communion, the Father elected or chose people to give to the Son for redemptive work, and that the Son uh, came to earth to redeem the ones given to him by the Father. And in that, uh, we have an acronym called TULIP, total depravity, which means that people are sinful in all areas of their existence, heart, mind, soul, body. They're not as evil as they can be, but they're touched by sin in every part of what they are. And because of that, they are not of their own sinful free will able to choose God. God has to work on them. God has to do something with them. Uh, and then you, T-U-L-I-P, TULIP, you is unconditional election. 
which means that the Lord God does not look into the future to see who'll pick him under certain circumstances. Then he chooses them based on that. That would violate the independence, the aseity of God, and it would show favoritism of God. L is limited atonement, which means Jesus only legally bore the sin of the elect. His blood is sufficient for all, but he didn't atone for all. And there's reasons for that in the scripture. I can show them to you if you want. And um, that uh, the even though the blood is sufficient for all, he only legally bore the sin of the elect. They were tr- the sins of the elect were transferred to him. Limited atonement. I is irresistible grace. It doesn't mean we don't have free will or uh, we can't resist God. It means that at the point of regeneration, that's what is significant. When it comes time for a person to be regenerated, the grace of God moving upon you cannot be resisted. He regenerates you. you know, and I give you verses for that. And then perseverance of the saints, P, that you don't lose your salvation, that God by his grace uh, works in you and you persevere through all things. Uh, and you are saved. That's what Reformed theology or Calvinism is. Okay, in a nutshell. I, I apologize. I was trying to get to my notes. Uh, I got the T to you. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, very Well, how about this? I'll tell you what you can do. Um, you can. I have another website, and uh, it's called CalvinistCorner.com. And you can go there, right. and there's all kinds of information there. And it'll explain everything with scriptures. And uh, just so you know, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I believe in the five points, and I do. And if you don't, okay. I didn't even know my wife believed in them for, like, I don't know, 20 years of our marriage. It just, you know, whatever. And I finally asked her one day. She goes, yeah, I believed it for a long time. I said, you did? She goes, yeah. Oh, okay. So I believe it, but I don't push it on people. But what I resent, though, is when people push their Arminianism and they say that's how it really should be. Then I'll tackle them and I'll I'll try and shut them down. But uh, there you go. So you can go there and and uh, you can check out that stuff. There's a lot of a lot of deep topics on that site. You'll learn from there. Okay. And if you okay, have challenging questions, question, touch down. Mm-hmm. And you can ask me questions. Oh well, you know, yeah, uh, yeah you know, I figured uh, you can handle it, especially after that last conversation. <laughs> I feel like you guys are talking another another language there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've been defending it for over thirty years, so I know it well. You know, the scriptures and stuff and the arguments. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, other quick uh, question is: Sure. Uh, how do we know that the books of the Bible are canon? Because Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, John 10, 27, 28. The voice of God is uh, his speech, his word, and it's the Theopneustos in 2 Timothy 3, 16, the, the inspired breath of God. We hear the voice of Christ, and so the Christian church, because it's indwelt by the Lord Jesus, John fourteen twenty three, then recognizes the voice of God in the scriptures and God through his sovereignty worked through the true believers everywhere in church councils in back rooms and upper rooms or whatever to bring to fruition not only the writing of the scripture but the recognition of what was inspired the church did not give us the Bible God did the church did not uh, by its authority say this is true 
God did. The church's job is to recognize what is already inspired. So when John the Apostle, for example, wrote the first words, you know, in Arche Ein Halagas, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. When he first wrote that, the first penning of those words was inspired of God. We don't make it inspired. Mm-hmm. The church doesn't make it inspired. Oh, I'm declaring it's inspired. No, you don't do that. We say, oh, that's inspired. How do we know? Because it just is. It comes from God. How do you recognize it? I don't know. I just do. I recognize the voice of my wife. I recognize the voice of my children because I've spent time with them. I recognize the voice of my Lord because I've spent time with him. And it's in the scriptures. It's not in the Book of Mormon. It's not in the um, uh, Doctrine and Covenants. It's not in the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. It's not in the Quran. And when you read those things compared to Scripture, they all sound like people trying to sound spiritual. It doesn't have the truth of the voice of Christ, the shepherd whom we follow. But other people will follow after other shepherds. Joseph Smith, Charles Taze Russell, Muhammad, and they're false shepherds. Okay, so that's how we know. All right. Gotcha. A little quick follow up. I apologize. Let's get the last one. Uh, sure, it's okay. So, what did we do with that uh, Henry VIII thing or debate where he tossed out books of the Bible? Well, they, they, they were never was. tossed out. They were never tossed out because they were never in. Okay. It just people say they're thrown out. Okay. Oh, that means they were included in before officially by God, and then they were tossed out by people. Is that what you're saying? And God goofed. And wasn't able to guard his word? Is that what you're saying? Come on. You know? Yeah. All right. Okay? Uh, just uh, raising uh, the argument of um, some people, so I kind of yeah. know how to counteract that. All right. Um, so that, that, well, that was another question. <laughs> All right. I'll probably have to call back another time. And, um, I'll call more, back tomorrow. Thank you very much, All right. Mr. Flick. Yes, sir. All right, man. Okay, God, God bless. bless. All right, there's the music. We're coming up for the last segment of the hour. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everyone, welcome back to the show. Last segment of the hour. I just want to let you guys know that if you want to support the show, you can. That's a matching funds drive for the entire month of December. All you got to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate. And all the information needs right there. Whatever you donate will be doubled just automatically. And uh, you can also email us and uh, let us know what you think. And also you can uh, find a P.O. box that you can mail stuff to as well. It's at the bottom of every page. There you go. There you go. Let's get to, that would be David from Kansas City. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Um, Hi. We talked last night. I'm, I'm preparing for a debate with the Hebrew Israelites and the Judaizers. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that Christ, when he said he's the end of the law, he doesn't mean the the total end. He means the end game, like we're not totally sanctified. They're saying that he was the end of the law, meaning that he's the end game. He He's leading us to the end game. Okay, the word there, you're talking about Romans 10, 4. Okay, the Christ yeah. is the end of the law, and the Greek word is telos. And uh, teleology telos teleology is the study of design 
and because uh, it has a goal. And so the word can also mean the goal. But uh, right. for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. And that's the issue. They're going to bring it up, Romans 10.4. And you mm-hmm. say, end of the law for what? Well, for righteousness. And righteousness mm-hmm. is something we need. That's the Greek dikiadzo. And so it's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So if you believe, then the law is done. See, because you can go to Galatians 3.24. And it says right. the law is a tutor that leads us to Christ. The, I don't know if you know the context, okay. but it's a tutor that leads us. It leads us to Jesus so that mm-hmm. we might be justified by faith. And that's what the issue is there in Galatians 3. Okay, uh, I know that's helping you, but that's what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to have my hands full. So There you are. What I would I suggest, know. you know what, hold on a second. I know, you gave me a lot of scriptures last night. Thank you. What I'd like you to do, I did, what I'd like you to do is email me at info at okay. because I've got some stuff on scriptures that I think I can just put in a paste cut and paste into an email and just send them back to you we have a lot of stuff okay my friend my friend here in in kansas city gave me the the sacred name bible that they use Hmm. so he had one he got it from the sacred name people in bethel pennsylvania yeah you you have to yeah yeah he's got their sacred name bible i have that so i'm going to use that against them from bethel pennsylvania it's yeah I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link in that email. Okay. okay. Yeah, That's what they're using. And I'm going to use it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to use ahead. it against them because, yeah, they're they're trying to come against me. And it's it, uh, sure. just, and again, this, this thing's helped. I think most Christians need, like you are, prepared to give an answer. And I don't think most Christians are prepared to give an answer. No, they're not. Most, most Christians are not. But it's because they don't okay. do this kind of stuff. They're prepared in different ways for different mm-hmm. things. So it's what difficult. I do, well, yeah, it is difficult. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. It challenges yeah. you. Yes, it does. And, and demons come against you, and oppression comes yeah. against you, but you've got to wade through it. You got that right. You know, in my Roman Catholicism file, which you know, yeah. I have an outline okay. file, okay? And um, so the verses, the scripture references that I have, they will use different ones. So I'm going to do the same thing with, uh, with uh, the Black Hebrew Israelite. So the ver- just the verses section, I have 138 verses that the Roman Catholics have used specifically in order to substantiate their heresies. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 130, because I put some other ones in there that I could just go to. But you see, the thing is that they are going to, like the cults, are going to work to try and make their own righteousness. That's right. That's what they're going to do. Right. But so here, I have an illustration. The, go ahead. Right. If Christ was the end game and like a goal line, and sanctification is a goal line, they're trying to say they're the same thing. And that's not true. Christ ended it. it, it there's there's a difference between Christ right. fulfilling and we pursuing, and and I don't know how to get there. To fulfill the law means that the law in the Old Testament prophesied about Him, John five thirty nine. You search the Scriptures okay. because in them you think you have eternal life, but it is these that bear witness of Me. So the Bible is about mm-hmm. Him. You can also go to Luke twenty four forty four. I think it is right. 45. It is. 
Okay, and so when it says he's the, the fulfillment of the law, the law's about him. He fulfilled the birthplace, the birth time, etc. All that mm -hmm. stuff. That's what it's talking right. about. But there's a concept they're not aware of called federal headship. You need to get into federal headship. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Okay, federal headship, and you need to do the verses. We talked about James 2.10, Galatians 3.10, and uh, the issue of representation, and Romans 7, 1 through 4, that those who have died mm -hmm. in Christ, Romans 6.6, 6, Romans 6.8, are freed from the law. And that's how okay. Romans... Uh, Romans 10.4, that's how Jesus is the end of the law. That's what it means. For righteousness. Right. And it's not an end game of the law. It's not a goal line of the law. It's not a, a, no. a, a one of, yeah, I, I, that's and what gonna, I'm getting at. I know, but they're going to use the word, they'll do this. People will do this. There's a principle. Yeah. They, it's called a semantic mm -hmm. domain and then illegitimate totality right. transfer. Semantic domain, this is for people who listen to it. No, semantic domain means a word has a range of meaning in different uses, uses, mm -hmm. usages mm -hmm. in the Bible. So what they'll do okay. is they'll take a usage from a different place and transfer it to another place. That's called right. illegitimate Thank totality you. transfer. Yeah. So that's what they're Thank doing. You. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I call them out on yeah. it. I say it's an improper exegetical technique called illegitimate totality transfer. That's what you're doing. And I, I call okay. them out. I, I, I call out their problems, their logical errors repeatedly. And another thing I would do if I were you is take notes what, as much as you can. I type like 60, 70 words a minute. So during debates, I'm mm -hmm. typing. Typing what they say so I can go back and say, well, you said this and you said that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I wrote it down exactly as you said it. And so you know, I'll do that. But well, uh, I'm I'm, to, I'm praying that the the Holy Spirit give me utterances as, as I'm will. called upon to, to debate him tomorrow night. And thank you, okay. Matt. You you have you've totally answered the questions and and the way that my friend answered them. And we've got the Holy Name Bible here. He actually bought one years ago here in Kansas City, and he gave it to me so I have that so I can prove that I'm reading from their Bible and they they're wrong and. Oh, it's going to be well, it's going to be over my head. But different groups use different Bibles, but uh, you know, so you got to be careful of that. But man, I'll tell you, I, I want one. Now, here's the thing: I got to give you some advice, okay? For, okay, uh, please. You're going to mess up, and you're going to second guess mm -hmm. yourself, and you're going to have regrets. Oh, and the reason yes, is because I, I've done that, that before. Yeah, but it's what happens with me too. It's just what happens. Don't worry about that. You do your best. You get your notes. And the weak areas that you find, you go study them. And then you prepare mm -hmm. yourself. You get yourself an outline and do that. That's what I do. It's why I have so many outlines. I've learned so much uh, by not doing as well. And then afterwards, I'm like, man, I should have said this. I should have said that. And that's just normal. Okay, that's normal. Okay. So you're okay. Don't worry about it. You're going to do great. All right? Uh, thank you. Praise God. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right, brother. Let me know how it goes. All right. God bless. Okay. Okay. That's Dave from Kansas City. Everybody, pray for him. It's a spiritual battle. It takes a lot to be able to wade through these things. You have to have a lot of stuff memorized or at least ready at your fingertips to be able to answer. It's not easy. And not everybody's called to do something like that either. But let's get to Sarah from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi there, Matt. Uh, I appreciate you taking my call. I really enjoy your show. And you did have me cracking up earlier about the whole New Age, uh, oh, you know, mockery. 
I grew up with that my whole life, actually, and uh, by the grace of God, the truth has set me free. Um, so you are correct. I am a massage therapist, have been for 25 years, and that is prime time in that field. Um, so unfortunately, it's it's just constantly um, inundated when you take continuing education classes, and the emotional aspect of the chakras. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is what I used to believe in based on emotionalism instead of um, the truth of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ has set me free. I thank you for that. Um, And God bless you and your wife, of course. Um, But I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of people justify using, um, you know, marijuana as, um, I've heard it in the Bible as justified as, you know, God gave us all the herbs in the earth and the green herb of the field Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Genesis one twenty nine, Genesis thirty, and then Genesis yep. two five. So how do I refute that when it's taken out of context? Because it talks about, you know, the um, every green herb for meat. It does not talk about altering your brain psychoactively with right. cannabis. Right. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so, so I've never done any drugs in my entire life. I've never smoked pot. I've never done any of it. I just never have. Okay. And I rarely not missing anything. Yeah, it's yeah. I know people who have, and uh, you know, it's like whatever. So, um, but however, in Proverbs thirty-one six, it says, "Give strong drink to the man who's uh, perishing, and wine to the one who's in distress." So there is a medicinal aspect to alcohol that's prescribed in the Bible. That shocks a lot of people, but it's there. Mm. So what do we do? Let's just talk about marijuana, for example. Now, I will never touch it. I have no desire for it, and I don't want to ever touch it. Now, my wife, yeah. however, I'm not saying she does it, but I'm just saying she has a lot of medical problems, and there's certain elements that we know about, we've researched it very in-depth, that with, that's within that plant that can be extracted CBD. from yeah, CBD that can be helpful. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that medically. I don't have any problem with that at all. So what? You know, it's fine. And so that's okay. But the issue is, I don't know if she, she has or does or whatever, but I'm just saying it's this kind of thing, which is okay. If we can extract certain things out of medicines, out of plants, mushrooms are also have some incredible healing powers. I've watched studies on them. And they're, they're just scraping the, the surface of how useful they can be. I've heard that there are tribes in the Amazon, in some areas of, yeah. uh, of, of the Congo, uh-huh. There are tribes, and they're studying. I know they're they're sending people to study them in Amazon. These tribes, they can go to plants, and they can say this plant heals this, and this plant heals that, and it's remarkable how accurate they are. Okay, fine, no problem. So I don't have any problem with things being used medicinally for the purpose of helping people. That's not a problem. But if you take stuff recreationally, because you just want to have your brain altered for fun. Now you're opening yourself to, to uh, demonic oppression, and that's a problem. Exactly. It's a portal for the demonic to enter yes. psychoactively. Uh-huh. Is it? Is it? Yeah. That's why, yeah, in, I've heard. In, I've in particular. Right. Injectables in particular. Okay. Right. Yep. I, I, we used to have a friend back in high school, and he got into uh, pot. And um, of us four buds that were hung around, he's the one who got involved with it. And he's the one who did the least with his life. You know, I don't know if it's a, if it's a relationship, but it, well, it's motivation. true. It's true. Yeah. There is, you know, you lose motivation. You use cognitive function. I mean, 
you know. So how how can I refute that when someone justifies it that it's written in the Bible when it's really not? So it's taken out it of context. It is and it isn't. And get to go through. Well, we're out of time. There's a the music. Okay. Call back tomorrow. Let's talk about it some more. Okay. 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 Right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you too. Hey, sorry, John. We didn't get back to you. I want to hear. <laughs> you gonna pay a compliment? I want to hear it. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.